Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mikey Steph Show. It's a show with great questions and even greater guests. We have some very good topics to talk about today, including the latest controversy surrounding Shazam Fury of the Gods and big news, a big shakeup and uh, Marvel and Disney with the firing of one of Marvel's original execs, Victoria Alonso. Uh, plus some big news uh, rumors for the Patriots and the Celtics and all going on in the WWE. So we're, we're just going to jump right into our first topic. Uh, rumor for the Patriots that uh, Lamar Jackson um, could come to New England or, you know, the New England Patriots making a, a run to try to sign Lamar Jackson. Um, obviously, that would be that would be huge. Uh, it would just be amazing to have a player like Lamar Jackson on the Patriots. I was a huge fan of him in college and he's done done well in the NFL. He's a you know league MVP. Um you know, I'm crossing my fingers here. Uh the Patriots on paper, they do look good at their receiving core, but I still think they need a, a true number one receiver. Uh, I know I said last week they were um you know trying to trade for um, Arizona Cardinals wide receiver uh, DeAndre Hopkins and then Denver Broncos uh, wide receiver uh, Jerry Judy um, Denver you know is not looking to trade Jerry Judy or if they were they're asking for a lot which is understandable given the, the kind of caliber of player that Jerry Judy is um, but I yeah, the Pats just need number one receiver. Um, then I'll feel really good about our chances going into the year because now I'm, I'm a little, still a little skeptical, especially with Bill Belichick just signing these no-name uh, special teamers. Like, yeah, our special teams sucked, but, you know, we also need to upgrade our offense, please. Um, that'd be nice, but... As I've said, Bill's just a senile old man and just will not... He's too stubborn in his in his old ways. Um, but, uh, oh well. Uh, oh, and then uh, next bit of news for the Celtics. Uh, Jalen Brown has, you know, talked about his future um, with the Celtics and what his next, next contract will be. Um... I believe he's uh, he's signed with the Celtics until he has one more year on his contract after this year, uh, fully guaranteed, uh, twenty and a half million, uh, according to you know NBC Sports, uh, Kurt Halen. I apologize if I'm butchering your name, um, but according to his article talks about Jalen Brown and what the future for the Celtics will be and Jalen Brown comments I will stay where I'm needed and treated correct um he has talked a little bit about uh you know some of the racist fans um in Boston and while there's not not all of them are bad there's a a certain group of people that uh 
are just kind of brutal. And that's uh, unfortunate to hear. Um, but I would love to have Jalen Brown back, have him signed to another big deal. Because, you know, together, him and Jason Tatum are just a great pairing. They're a great one-two duo. Unlike, you know, what's going on in Dallas right now with uh, with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. I, I knew that experiment was going to fail as soon as I heard that Kyrie was getting traded there. I mean, Kyrie and Luka are two, you know, top point guards. And they're both ball-dominant players. So, yeah, that's not a surprise that that's not working out. And nothing works out with Kyrie because he's too full of himself. Uh, speaking of full of himself, that's actually a good segue into our uh, WWE professional wrestling news. Uh, there was a reporter about uh, CM Punk had gone on his Instagram and, uh, you know, wanted to clarify... News that had been brought up on regards to his injury and his current storyline with uh, with John Moxley, and uh, basically just you know kind of went went all for it <laughs> like he usually does. Uh, you know he was CM Punk was talking about uh, frustrations with the. Uh, you know, AEW saying for him to come back even when uh, he was injured, stuff like that, and being involved in a, uh, a story with John Moxley that would kind of be sort of like a Rocky Three kind of feel, and Punk, CM Punk had never seen any of the Rocky films and thought it was kind of a terrible idea. Um, I just don't know if this guy can be... Why would you want to sign this guy? It's clear as day he needs to... He just needs to be healed. You know, he's got a lot of injuries going on. He clearly has a temper. So, you know, this guy just needs to... He needs to figure it out what's going on. Um, you know, it's really kind of... I, I, I feel bad for him, I do, because he's, he's dealt with all these injuries and he's just had bad uh leadership from aw and uh tony khan who i think has done really a terrible job with that whole cm punk situation and you know what happened last year when cm punk at a post-show press conference taking shots at some of the aw uh superstars and you know we haven't heard from punk since so I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah. I, I don't have much more to, to say on that. Um, but for WWE, uh, they have finally announced uh, Rey Mysterio versus uh, Dominic Mysterio. Um, so that match has had a lot of great buildup. Um, and I will be very excited to... Uh, to watch uh wrestlemania uh with our friend of the podcast matthew the peach petrie and uh give a uh, a good overview of how the show went and give a good reaction to it that'll probably be on 
Um, not next week, but the week after. Um, okay, so with all that news, we'll kind of dive into our next section. Uh, the Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 4 was out this past week. Uh, I think this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. Uh, it was called The Foundling. Focusing uh, a little bit on Baby Yoda, Grogu, but also on uh, rescuing one of the uh, foundlings of the Mandalorian. Uh, this particular uh, covert is what they, they call themselves. Um, and there's a, a major cameo in this episode from uh, Ahmed Best, who plays a Jedi... Jedi Master Kelleran Beck, um, he actually played the uh, Kelleran Beck in this um, Star Wars. Uh, it, it wasn't like a straight Disney Plus show, or actually it might have been, but it was like a, it was like a kids show sort of thing that he was like teaching kids how to be Jedi and, and sort of thing. Um, but Ahmed Best also played uh, Jar Jar Binks in the uh, the prequel. Uh, trilogy and a lot of people hated his character and uh, really just caused him to be super depressed and the you know the guy almost took his own life um, but thankfully not thankfully he didn't do that and he was able to get a second chance at being a really awesome character in Star Wars and Jedi Master Keller and Beck being the one to save uh, Baby Yoda and and Grogu um, from, you know, Order 66 and everything going on there. So, a uh, huge, huge deal for that character. I hope he continues on. And I'm excited for this back half of the, the season for The Mandalorian. I'm really starting to... Uh, I thought, you know, episodes one through four... Uh, it took, it's really kind of taken me a while to kind of get back into the, the Mandalorian feel of things. Um, but, uh, now I could say we're, we're definitely back in it and excited for the back half of the season. Uh, in our next, uh, show review, we have Ted Lasso season three, episode two. Um, also an improvement over the, uh, the premiere episode, I thought. Uh, great performances from, uh, you know, Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis. Um, a great performance from uh, Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein, who also, in case you didn't know, plays Hercules in the MCU, or hopefully will uh, again soon. Um, but yeah, an another great episode there, you know, the show has uh, got a really good story going right now. A lot of great heart behind it. Uh, seems like it's going in a really good direction. And um, excited to watch more. Okay, now we're on to our, our last two topics, which honestly might be the two most interesting topics of the entire show. Um... So we're going to give our Shazam Fury of the Gods review 
Uh, spoilers for those who for those who haven't seen it, but if you're also waiting until it comes out on, on digital and HBO Max, I would just do that. the The film itself is truly a box office flop. I think that has to do with the just the marketing of the movie and um everything else. Um, but that being said, I really did enjoy uh Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um I think it's a really fun, entertaining, action packed superhero story with great performances from Rachel Zegler, Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, Jack Dylan Grazer, um, and you know Zach Levi too. The um, you know all those all those guys did really well. I really enjoyed the story of the um, the daughters of Atlas and um, just kind of the whole kind of Greek uh, mythology there set within the DC universe. Um, is the film perfect? No, there are, is definitely. I say it's very much a family film. It's there are a lot of jokes that are very focused towards kids, and uh, also doesn't really have the the heart or the family aspect um, that the first one did. Uh, I really I really like the first one a lot, um, but I think what's more interesting about this film is what is happening you know off off screen uh particularly with you know everything from the film not doing well commercially not making enough money at the box office uh issues between Zachary Levi and The Rock The Rock who plays uh Black Adam, because uh, Black Adam and Shazam are they're very much linked together in in the DC universe, and uh, The Rock, you know, didn't allow Shazam to didn't allow Black Adam characters to cameo in Shazam, and also didn't want to be in the first Shazam, uh, you know, just based on his own ego. And thought it would be better if Shazam wasn't. And that because of that egotistical answer, um, it very much kind of ruined both franchises. And look, I am a fan of The Rock. I really am. Um, but it definitely upsets me that um, he essentially kind of derailed both franchises um and then you have Zachary Levi um quoting or not quoting but uh posting a story from the rap um posted from an article from the rap.com on his Instagram talking about you know the rock not allowing not allowing um you know what I had just said with the black Adam characters not being in Shazam and vice versa and he literally goes the truth shall shall set you free um and then uh really uh begins to uh you know to talk about everything 
with the film. Uh, he actually goes on his Instagram, does like an Instagram live, Zachary Levi does, and basically just talks to the fans about why you should see this movie, what's been going on, and I think the the more that Zachary Levi, you know, comments to fans and does all this stuff, it hurts his chances for potentially playing Shazam in the future. I think the character of Shazam could continue in the new DC universe, but I have trouble thinking that it's going to be um, Zachary Levi. And I also don't think that The Rock is going to be Black Adam again. Uh, I know for sure, like, that's just not going to happen. Um, and honestly, I really hope it doesn't happen um, because of how he, how he kind of screwed Shazam and his own film. Um, but speaking of getting screwed over, uh, there was a, a wild report from Variety that uh, Victoria Alonso, um, who you know was a executive at Marvel Studios, you know she dates back to like the first Iron Man movie in two thousand eight. She's like one of the original members of that whole team. Um, you know she was originally. Um, she, she worked with Marvel in like the visual effects and was at one point the, I think, president of uh, visual effects, principal and post-production and animation and stuff like that. There was a report from Variety, uh, a couple reports from Variety, that uh, Victoria Alonso uh, seemingly left. Uh, Marvel Studios after with really kind of no explanation she didn't give any comment to the fact and there is now another <laughs> report from uh, Variety saying that uh, Victoria La Alonso's attorney blasts ridiculous claim she was fired over Argentina 1985 says executive was silenced by Disney um, so Victoria Alonso was a producer on this the Oscar-nominated feature film Argentina in 1985, uh, as being cited as the main reason why Disney decided to fire Victoria Alonso, um, and her attorney comes out and says pushed back on this and called it absolutely ridiculous um and she claims that um victoria's being silenced by disney and that she had the studio's blessing to work on argentina 1985 so I, this is more interesting than i could ever imagine um if like this is all which seems like this is true um it is a horrible look for disney um to fire someone as huge as victoria alonso in this particular way 
There are also reports about, you know, the visual effects not really being what they are. That, uh, you know, they kind of fell apart in Phase 4. They were not very good and for a lot of the shows and movies. And she was kind of directly responsible for that. That she was essentially leading a toxic work environment. Um, so this story just gets more and more interesting by the day. And I'm going to be really interested to see what more comes out of this. Um, but, you know, definitely a huge loss for uh, Marvel Studios and Disney. Um, but stay tuned for more info. All right, that'll do it here on the Mikey Steph Show. Uh, thank you all for... Uh, listening to this episode and and please continue to uh, like and subscribe and I'll talk to y'all soon thanks